it hard, but most importantly, they pray. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back. Welcome back, ladies. I am so glad to meet you here again in this wonderful space of the Women Who Leads by Faith podcast. I know we were supposed to record the Trust Your Instinct podcast last week. We had some technical difficulties, but that's okay. We're back this week and ready to go ahead and just chop it up with whatever it is that God has given me. For those that are visiting for the very first time, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for coming into this wonderful space where women can connect and operate, understanding that we know that we dominate the space that God has given us in the marketplace and we grind hard, y'all. But most most importantly, what we also understand is that we must pray. So with that being said, if this is your first time visiting, yes, technical issues. But what I'm glad about is that God does not give us a pre-made up space. It is all live Holy Spirit driven, exactly how he gave it to me. So when he shut it down last week, no worries. We're back in the space this week. And I pray that everything that he has given to me to give to the people is what you need in this particular episode as we go into this week's podcast of Trust Your Instinct. I'm really excited about all the fruitful nuggets that God has given me to give to the women because it is definitely meat and potatoes. But ladies, now it's time to tune into today's podcast. Hey ladies, I hope you all had a wonderful week. I hope that everything that you have set out to do under the ordinance of God has been great for you. I am so glad to be in this space, got some announcements to make some very awesome things that's taking place. And I just want to first and foremost say to God be all the glory. I first want to go ahead and put this announcement out there to all the women. And I'm so glad that God has given a space for the women If you have not taken the time to pause for the cause and check your heart, do so. February is Healthy Heart Month for women, and we want to definitely take a moment to pause just to talk about some stats. Sometimes we often fail to to invest in ourselves and to find out the proper information that can truly save our lives. And in me um, operating with Red Dress Sunday, which is happening in the Charleston, South Carolina area, where we have taken the time to educate women on healthy hearts, but not only from a physical perspective, but from a spiritual perspective, where we have taken it upon ourselves to bring information to the low country. And in your place of worship, you can celebrate every Sunday by having a worship service for Red Dress Sunday, where you can share information with women about the stats and what to do, preventative eating and all of those things that can teach you how to identify a potential heart attack before the onset. 
So one of the things that I found so like mind blowing is that one out of eight women are diagnosed with cancer. However, one out of three women suffer from a heart attack or a stroke or have some type of heart disease. That means that if you and your girlfriends are in a room and it's one, two, three, one of you can potentially be in that space. And the most alarming portion is that 90% of the women that uh, uh, that is um, creating that that space of of heart disease is African-American and Latino women. And that is really alarming because we are women that don't take the time to take care of ourselves. We eat rich and we are not um, listening to our bodies at times when it's trying to tell us, hey, listen, something's going on. Get this checked out. You know, we like to be, you know, superheroes. You know, we want to walk around with the S on our chest and be super mom and all of those other things. But the reality of it is, is that this is really, really, really a moment of an awakening where we have to take the time to get educated and understand where our cholesterol levels are, you know, understand what is what are we feeling in our bodies and how are you responding to what it is that you feel. Don't just ignore it. Um, one of the things that I found was that we as women, because of the, the vigorous things that we do in our day-to-day lives, you know, taking care of husbands, children's, you know, we out there doing these corporate things, you know, chiefing it up and, you know, CEOing it up and you're operating in these big business capacities, but it's very stressful. And in that arena of where we operate in a place of business, what we fail to realize is that it was alarming to know that many women are having many strokes right at their desk, whether it be in your personal office, whether it be in the corporate office, whether it be, um, you know, operating in business meetings, but you're having many strokes right there that leads to a bigger stroke. So that for me was enough for me to say, okay, Shaniqua, you do operate in some pretty strenuous places where, you know, you deal with a lot of people, you deal with a very fast pace, and sometimes you just need to slow down. Even simple things like just saying, I'm gonna chill out today. That is very, very important. Just take that day of doing nothing and don't look like you're doing nothing because that day can be a life-saving day. So stay tuned with me as we continue to talk a little bit more about Red Dress Sunday. And I wanna bring you a couple of announcements of some things that's going on in the month of February as, and I will give you some tidbits in the show notes on March as we got some wonderful things coming up. So first announcement, on February the 10th, um, I will be a guest speaker at the Women's Crisis Center in Charleston, South Carolina going out and speaking to young girls in crisis about the fact that there is a bridge for them to cross over and they do not have to give up. On February the 16th, I will be participating in Red Dress Sunday of Charleston and I will be the speaker for Greater St. Luke AME Church in Charleston, South Carolina. Dr. Crystal Sears is the pastor of that church. On February the 19th, I will be the host of the Coaches Rock Call for Atiris International Coaching Academy 
as well as for the Alpha Leader in Me coaching program. So please join me, ladies, um, as I will be giving some nuggets on leading a team. And then on February the 28th, I will be the MC at the Cry in the Wilderness Ministries. They're having a drug awareness campaign. So I will be out there helping to bring awareness about this opioid epidemic that we have that is totally taking over our communities and helping to bring um, people, uh, shed some light to people on how they can participate and helping to keep the, the streets clean. So some wonderful things coming up, listen out for what we got going on in March, but let's go ahead and get into the show for today. Trust your instinct. So one can say is, you know, what is that all about? You know, what is this instinct thing? I hear people talking all about it. I know for a fact that T.D. Jakes came out with a book, Trust Your Instinct, and it was just all about being connected to the inner voice that's on the inside of you. You know, we often hear the scripture, greater is he that is in me than he which is in the world, which is John 4 and 4. And what I know for a fact is that nobody can tell you what's on the inside of you. People can try to depict what they think about you. People can try to sum it up about what they think that you're supposed to do. But there's an inner core that that it literally sits in your pit that will agree with everything that God has revealed to you, whether it be in a dream, a word, a billboard, a sound, a sermon, um, whatever it is, there, there is an awakening that takes place and you connect to the site of your destiny. And it just seems like you are unfulfilled until you take on the prospect of what it is that God has given to you. I know that Proverbs 23 and 18 it reminds us in scripture, it says, there is surely a future hope for you and your hope will not be cut off. Instinct is not something that can just dry up and go away and just leave you. It is dwelling on the inside of you. And what it is, is that you totally have a, a deposit of God's ability and any person who um, tries to set a limit on what he can do can also set a limit on what he won't do. No one can determine how much you yourself can produce except for you and God. There are the, the only two people um, that can separate you from what it is that you've been destined to do and what it is that you won't do. That is just you and God. So there's nothing in the world that should ever stop you from maximizing and accomplishing and realizing that you were born to fulfill your purpose. You were not born to as Dr. Miles Monroe says, to die empty. I remember one time reading a quote by Dr. Miles Monroe, and it said that the, the richest place in the world is the cemetery where all of the people have died with every gift that God has placed on the inside of them. And when we think about um, in scripture, in Proverbs 23 and 7, it tells us if you can conceive it, then you can do it. You know, God is trying to communicate with us in the fact that we can do anything that we think about if we conceive it. And within that instinct, it causes us to respond to certain stimuli. There's a wired behavior about, about us that causes our gift to begin to manifest and to come alive. And the one thing that I find so profound about instinct is, is that in humans, we have the maximum amount of instinct to survive. We were not 
meant to die, not die just laying down. We will fight our way all the way through. And our instinct is our heart's intelligence. It tells us what to do. It tells us where to go. It tells us what to connect to. It tells us what to cut off. It tells us what's important. It tells us what's not. It's like our internal GPS that leads us towards wherever it is that God wants us to um, to do, to, to be doing whatever it is that God has destined for us to, you know, to operate in. Our instinct is totally different from our emotion though, y'all. <laughs> I just want to go ahead and say that because our emotions change, but that gut, that gut feeling, that gut check, it does not change. Year after year, you find people chase and we call it New Year's resolutions. And we put these resolutions in place to chase what's on the inside of us. And oftentimes it's by the voice of someone else, by the idea of someone else, by the reshaping of someone else, or even the rejection of someone else that causes us to breach every single thing that God has laid on the inside of us. And it it, it, it operates in the capacity, first and foremost, of our belief. And you got to ask yourself, do you believe what it is that God told you? You know, do you believe that what he said is possible? Because if you don't believe that, then it doesn't matter what it is that's on the inside of you. It will lay dormant. It will never leave you, but it will lay dormant. And sometimes it will die on the inside of you. And you got to be thinking like, what are the things you've been thinking about most recently? You know, whether it was a business idea, whether it was a business partnership, whether it was a severing of a relationship, whether that be a, a business relationship, a personal relationship, um, a ministry relationship, because sometimes there are time, times where God is telling you it's time for you to move to the next level and you have received everything that you need to from this capacity and now it's time for the shaping in the next capacity. And there's a, a, a gut burning on the inside of you that's telling you this is it. This is the time. This is where we need to be moving forward. And sometimes when you begin to overthink things, you don't get it done. You don't move in it and you allow your imagination to take you out of the place where God has documented something in your heart. I want you to hear that portion. There is a documentation of what has been placed in your heart. And one of the things that I have come to realize, and we know that this is a season where God has me to air my dirty laundry, is that I remember many, many times where God would give me a very vivid vision of what it is that he is supposed to, what is what is it that he has me to do, what he has desired for Shaniqua to do. I can see the place, I can see the colors, I can not necessarily always see the exact people, but I can see the shadows of people in what that arena or what that um, setting is supposed to look like. And even more importantly, I see exactly what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. And oftentimes because I may meet a person that kind of gives a, a, a shallow picture of what that may look like, I will forfeit it because it doesn't look in the exact image of what it is that God has given unto me. And that is because I did not allow his word to be a lamp unto my feet. Or I did not acknowledge him in the fact of I'm not sure. I did not acknowledge him of the fact of God, I'm scared. I did not acknowledge him in the fact that God, you know, I just want to 
um, not hear the voices of other people. And, you know, God helped me to reject the voices of these people. I didn't acknowledge those things. Sometimes I sat so quiet that there was a, a roaring that was going on in my spirit that caused me to, you know, be back and forth with myself. You know, the word of God tells us that there is a war going on in your members, that your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak. And there were times that my flesh overtook my spirit and I didn't do it. And then I would be frustrated because literally let sometimes it would be a week later, a day later, you know, two weeks later, 30 days later, six months, a year. But I would literally see someone doing exactly what God showed me to do in the exact way that God showed me how to do it with the exact wording, with the exact platform and everything. And then I can only be upset with myself because his word is going to go forth. And I didn't trust him with everything on the inside of me to be the internal GPS to lead me to every single pivotal point of how he would allow me to get the job done. So, you know, I think about, you know, the fact that if God has has it, he has given it to you. You know, we we understand in Galatians 5, 22 through 23, it says, but the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And when you're operating in instinct, you have to have patience, you have to have faithfulness, and you have to have self-control. You also have to walk in the spirit of joy because we understand that the joy of the Lord is Shaniqua's strength in real life, y'all. Um, but you have to operate in the fruitfulness of that and understanding that all of these things that God has, that he is giving us an attribute of these particular portions of his spirit. And it doesn't matter what we're going through. It doesn't matter where we are. God, God knows what it is that we need. And we have to pull upon those things so that we can have the peace and the understanding to be able to operate what's dwelling on the inside of us without a whole lot of riffraff going on, preventing us not to embrace every single day that he gives us giving us the ability to understand that every single day he gives us a chance to do exactly what he established for us to do. God is literally saying, hey, Shaniqua, you're next. Let's get up and let's go ahead and take care of business. And, you know, we got to stop being that person that we breach those potentials that God gives us, that we breach the platforms that God gives us and that we embrace the fact that he has called us to be salt. And that we have to understand that in that we have to just realize that if he chose us, then he would equip us. He's armored us to be able to withstand and to go through every single intricate detail of what it is that he has given us, that his grace is in abundance of how he would allow us to be fireproof and that he would allow us to be able to, you know, make it through even though people will doubt it, even though people will reject it, even though people will torment it. Yes, there are people that will torment the gifts that you have um, because what they'll do is they'll be like Panana and they will taunt you with the things that does not look evident. As to Hannah, it looked like her womb was barren and she could not have children. And there was something that God had to plant on the inside of her as to the things that he bursts through us, he has to plant on the inside of us. So it may not look like we're fruitful. It may not look like it's um, possible. It may not look like it's going to come to pass, but we have to be totally obsessed with God's word and understanding that if we hold on to it, understanding that we are descendants 
of the great one. We are descendants of the only one. We are descendants of the true one and that he is not the son of a man that he is not a man that shall lie, nor the son of a man that shall repent. That's not who God is. So therefore, if he says that it will happen, that it will be successful, that he is telling us that there must be boundaries within our mind to keep us off that cliff. There has to be boundaries within our mind not to sever what he has given us at the head, that there has to be boundaries within our mind that gives us the vantage point to understand that God is gifted us to have the capacity and the ability to move forth and to be um, to operate in total triumph in our destiny. So does it mean that we won't have hiccups? Absolutely not. Listen, I don't know anybody who goes on vacation without a trip. Let me just go ahead and say that. There's some trips along the way, y'all. How you pack for the trips, that's totally up to you. But we got to get out of this place where we're operating in fear.com. <laughs> you know, every time that something comes up, we're in a place of fear.com and it becomes one of the top five excuses of why we're not safe in what it is that God has given us. And then our gift becomes a debt to us. And that is not what it is that he has established for us. So we have to realize that there is more that God desires for us to do. There is more for us and we got to trust the instinct that's on the inside of us. We cannot continue to saw it away. We cannot continue to allow it to become dormant on the inside of us where it's not revelatory to our everyday purpose and our everyday being and our everyday of what he has established for us to do. We are definitely operating in a place where we trust God. One of the things that God had to shake me with, he said, Shaniqua, I, I did not tell you to trust people. I told you to love people, but to trust me. And this is one of the things that we can learn so clearly from Job in scripture. When we think about it, you know, Job lost 10 children, his wealth, he had a skin disease, his wife turns on him and everybody said, what have you done? And this totally appeared to have been a really good person and just some bad stuff happened to him, but everybody couldn't understand the why. And in our pursuit of destiny, and let me, let me clarify that because we don't pursue destiny. We are destiny and we are within pursuit within ourselves that we become the destiny because we don't chase destiny because destiny is who we are. But the thing that I'm saying is, is that sometimes even in the goodness of what God has placed on the inside of you, there's a struggle. There is a absolute struggle. And sometimes you feel like you are operating in a place where, you know, it's not going to happen. And that's where fear.com starts to show up. And then that's where we go to, you know, yielding ourselves to what's happening and not yielding ourselves to what we know, which resides on the inside of us. And as I stated earlier, that no one can understand what's on the inside of you. No one can see what's on the inside of you. And 
as that instinct that he has placed on the inside of you, the instinct that he gave you was to survive, that you shall not be defeated. He reminds us when he says you are the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. He reminds us of those things. That he has a plan and a purpose for our life with an expected end. He reminds us of those things that the integrity of who we are will speak louder than any situation that ever comes up against us. That when there is a fog that comes to create a, a, a lack of clarity in our lives, that he will bring clarity to every situation. You know, I am so glad that God will quarantine us. <laughs> Come on some pate. He will quarantine us separate us and place us into a safe place so that he can master every portion of our lives. I'm so glad of that because what if he did not quarantine us? We would crash and burn. What if he did not quarantine us? We would become the, the, the breach to ourselves where we will, you know, we will hold our own selves hostage, y'all. We will become violent to ourselves in tearing apart every single vision and every single gift that he has given unto us. And I'm so glad that in the last couple of years, as I, as I told you again, that God has had me to air my dirty laundry, that I have become so assured in the fact of that destiny is the absolute push of my instincts and that my instinct will reveal Shaniqua's way. It will reveal my why. And my why will keep me centered in the core of my belief. And what do I believe? I believe that I have a voice for this nation. And what do I believe? I believe that God has given me a gift to shape those that are operating in a capacity of leadership, especially women in leadership, that we don't have to compromise who we are to get to where we need to go. That we don't have to dummy ourselves down to make those accept us when they may want to reject us. I believe that we dominate the marketplace and that when we step into a room that an atmosphere, uh, atmosphere begins to shift and move immediately. I believe that. I believe that we are chosen to be able to create legacy. And when I operate in the absolute instinct of who I am, the core of my being becomes very bothered when foolishness enters the room. But that same instinct gives me wisdom to operate differently that I'm not moving in my emotion, but it's shaped in the fact of what I believe. And one of the things that I believe is that I don't have to be petty, but I must stay ready. So let them be petty and you get ready. Don't worry about what they're doing. Just know God said you're next. Just know that you don't have to operate in fear.com that 
in the hope of everything that you believe that when you operate with faith at the forefront, that the Holy Spirit will give you the ability to move in all it is that God has established for you to do. That when we understand the true measure of what God deposited in us, that it is a portion of God's ability. Scripture tells us that we would do greater works than what he did. And that there's nobody who could tell Shaniqua how much I can produce except me and God. And there's nothing in this world I've made up my mind that will stop me from accomplishing and realizing and fulfilling and maximizing my full potential. And many may not understand, not my issue. You need to go ahead and contact www.askjesus.com. Let me go ahead and put that out there for you again. www.askjesus.com. Because this girl is going to embrace every day. Come on, somebody. What we have to understand and we have to embrace is that there is greatness that resides on the inside of you. And every day that we wake up, I heard a young lady one day said, are you faithful to the wake up? And if we are not faithful to the wake up, we got to ask ourselves, are you gaming your day? Are you trying to hustle your way? through the provisions of what God has given unto you? Are you truly living on purpose? You have to ask yourself that question. Are you trying to muscle your way through? You got to get out of the clog, the clog of opinions, the clog of what people have said that you should be. You have to understand that you cannot allow people to determine your potential. And you have to know where your potential is found. In closing, I want to leave you with this. That was probably the, the, the greatest portion of revelation that God had given me that allowed me to say that I rebuke fear, that I choose to be salt, and that I am safe in the plan that God has given me. And I'm a go for it. Ecclesiastes 9 and 10 says, whatever, you, whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your might. For in the grave where you are going, there is neither working nor planning nor knowledge nor wisdom. And I'm totally convinced that God never intended for us to be normal. (laughs) Yes. That it is not hard to get lost in the crowd of the normal people. There is 5.8 billion people on this planet and I am not a like 
I'm not a, like any one of them. My fingerprints don't match. My genetics don't match. My chromosomes are not the same. They are all distant and unique. And God created us in this absolute way. So why are you trying to place yourself in a silo of being what everybody else is and not being exactly who he said that you are to be? We can't be so preoccupied with trying to fit in. Airing my dirty laundry, I was that girl that it was easier to, to fit in than it was to stand out. I did not trust the total instinct that God designed me to be distinctive, to be special, to be irreplaceable, to be unique. And this is why I refuse to be normal and I will go beyond being average. I'm not striving to be accepted, but I strive to be the absolute best version of myself. So thank you so much, ladies, for tuning into this space where we are talking about trusting your instinct. Trusting your instinct. Utilize all of your functions, ladies. Maximize yourself. Use yourself up for the glory of God. As my first lady says, our lives for his glory. Thank you so much for tuning in with me. I will catch you guys next week. God bless.